welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. and welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast that was carl and the passion i can change hi carl and greg how are you guys doing hey hello carl where's your reverb man there was some reverb in that thing right oh right well that was done in um on bond street in the city uh in 88 
this great guy, Dave Adams, who I think is just, he's had this deal on Electra and he was just, he's a real like Howard Jones, 80s kind of dude. And he was a really cool producer and he put all this, he played that piano at the end and all these cool, you know, horn stabs and stuff. And um, this, another song was this, our last stab effort to make a commercial pop 80s radio song. Right. So that was it. You can tell that uh, there was some extra attention taken to the recording, actually, I think. I mean, it's like the stuff it, as, it, as it fades out, that's interesting yeah, it's too, stuff. It's that too much. Ear candy. Too much singing. They made me do all this harmony, all these, oh, I, I, that wasn't what I ever did, you know? All that. <laughs> I, I, I remember it's been like, I usually would sing the lead, maybe a background harmony, I'm done, you know, go have a cigarette. But now, <laughs> in this thing, the guy was, I was like, I was doing vocals for like a day and a half. You know, yeah, goes, right, right, right. Well, like, I think they, they, they hit upon the idea. What are we, it's queen? Like, oh, this is this is the recipe, right. Right. So what's going on, guys? Um, <sighs> well, Greg just got back from the beach, so from that is always an, fun. And from the anti-vacation. What, what, what are you doing at the beach? <laughs> <laughs> I love the beach. White but, stuff uh, on your nose, a little speedo. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so Sandals with black socks. For, this was 72 hours at the beach, and it's funny. So one of my prerequisites was that I had to be staying on the beach. I was not going to go unless we could find accommodations literally on the beach. And we had, we found these, this wonderful, wonderful little room, a place called the Shell Island Inn in uh, Wrightsville Beach, North I have Carolina. been to Wrightsville Beach. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean, the beach is lovely. The issue was that it was, it was snowing. To beat the band in Nashville and 10 hours due east, it was 70. And I thought, well, we've timed this perfectly. But by the end of the stay, it was like 24 degrees. Uh, so that was a little odd. But I sat for two days and looked at the ocean, which is something that I you know, look forward to on a regular basis. And for two days, I'm standing, or rather sitting, uh, and looking at the ocean. And they have dunes there, as opposed to most of the beaches I go to, they don't have, like, dunes proper. Mm-hmm. So the first three hours in, I see this giant plastic black garbage bag blow into the dune. So I spent, you know, two days from my balcony looking at that plastic trash bag stuck in the dune so a couple hours before we left i walked down and i braved the uh the weather and actually went into the dune and retrieved the garbage bag that is how exciting my 72 hours out of town was like retrieving a garbage bag off of <laughs> was the, the highlight of your time at right that's Hill the Beach. highlight <laughs> of my trip so is there anything we could talk about that has to do with music or anything well nah. i mean I was going to say, we had our spring break week last week, so we kind of took a a week off. But in that time, the ACM Awards happened, and it was interesting to say the least. One, it was the first time that they only exclusively streamed on Prime Video in Las Vegas. And apparently, they brought like Instagram influencers that had either either were fans or had some aspirations to be country music singers like backstage and doing all the behind the scenes to like drum up attention for people to watch it and like tiktok and instagram influencers like i'm talking about like influencers who their main goal is they share music they do clothes social media social media influencers yep 
They 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 flew them to Vegas and gave them a trip and had them go behind the scenes and they got to be in boxes and um, it was definitely an interesting take for sure. I so happily did not see one. It wasn't on TV. Thirty seconds. It, it wasn't. Okay. It, they had it on Prime Video. You streamed it live. And you actually probably can go watch it now. I haven't even looked, but why? So it wasn't televised. Mm-mm. Streaming video. I saw not one thirty-second segment of it. Happily, what was it like? So you were an influence. You haven't seen it. Um, I saw bits and pieces of it. So Dolly Parton opened for it, and she always puts on a good performance. And yeah, her, Dolly's and, in the news again. Yeah, this week on, she got that nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, she and she she denounced her nomination to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, that was smart. Dolly's yeah, she's, always well, she's not rock and roll. Smart. She shouldn't be in, in the first place. If you ask me. Exactly. She's like, and, and she that, had to point out to them, "Hey, no, you're not going to make a buck off my name. Not, not now, at least." Well, and I think some of her words included the fact that people needed to understand the word humble a little bit better. <laughs> what does that mean? I think she, because she was just trying to humbly like exit that whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination, and people just weren't letting her go. Like she just wanted to be done with it and move on with her life because she's got bigger and better things to do. Hey, I would be remiss. I know I've done a lot of talking uh, on the on this episode, but I would be remiss if I did not mention the passing of a good friend and colleague for a time. Wonderful guy. Absolutely one of the most resilient people I've ever met in my life. His name was Bruce Birch, and he was a successful writer and music industry person in Nashville for many, many years. He's was kind of the old school song plugger type. Right. Uh, he had written songs on his own, some of which had a lot of notoriety. He wrote for Reba McIntyre and a host of other people. He wrote a song that T. Graham Brown performed called Wine Into Water, which was kind of a cult hit. But Bruce was an absolutely amazing guy, and he lived with leukemia for 20-plus years, maybe longer. So he was just incredible. Tell a quick story. Um, I remember one time uh, I had signed Bruce to the company that I work for, for CSAC. So he was a CSAC writer for a considerable amount of time. And he was very knowledgeable and very talented. And he brought many, many people to CSAC after he had taken the leap and, uh, and signed. And we got an invitation. You know how these fundraisers are where we'll basically say we're going to honor a certain person in this community. Right. Uh, and then we're going to sell tables we'll sell tables for 10 seat tables. We'll go for 5,000 bucks. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So they made an announcement, the leukemia society or some group made the announcement. They were going to honor Bruce Birch. And so they asked CSAC to buy a table. Well, we bought the table, no questions asked. And I attended this event and it was absolutely shocking to me. I knew that Bruce was well-respected on Music Row and in the music business, but here's a whole nother side of life, this Leukemia Society. There must have been a thousand people in this ballroom, all there to see Bruce Birch be recognized and acknowledged as somebody who had helped a lot of people in the leukemia sphere. And Bruce had the disease as well, just unbounding energy. And it's just extraordinary. Uh, one little thing, whoever wrote the obituary and I would, I would encourage anybody to go to a website called dignity memorial. 
Walter Bruce Birch passed away on March 12th, but listen to the first lines of this. Bruce Birch said goodbye on the kind of morning you'd write a song about, a snowy white one that caught March by surprise. Surrounded by love and completely at peace, Bruce's final words can be found in the thousand or so songs that he wrote, songs that will always live on. I just thought that was amazing, an amazing beginning to a very nice um, obituary that has been written by that organization, Dignity Memorial. So, yeah, so I just wanted to say shout out to Bruce. He was a a wonderful, wonderful guy and uh, a pleasure to know. Oddly enough, Keith Richards made this big announcement. He quit smoking last week. Wow. <laughs> How many like, years was he smoking? He's 78 years old. You know what he said? In the article, he goes, I can just picture him saying this, goes, I realize it was time. And it's like, what do you mean it's time? You're, what, time for what? You're, <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. You're almost 80. That's, that was the quote. I realized it was, I realized it was time. Like, you know, you're almost 80. No, that's the time to start stuff back. Apparently, he quit two years ago, and he only recently just came out saying that he quit, and he did it cold turkey, and apparently it was a 55-year habit. Oh, really? You you just read that? So he didn't just Mm -hmm. quit? He didn't just quit. He just, he just, he revealed that he quit Quit smoking two years ago, ago, cold turkey, and that it was a 55-year habit. So what are we doing? Are we doing this podcast today? We are. We've been talking for 15 minutes. <laughs> Man, that's a good that's a good name for our next podcast. Are we doing this today? Um, do you want to like play some more music again? And then uh, do we have a, a featured artist today? We do. So not only do we have Carl and the Passion from the beginning, but we have a new band called Hippies and Cowboys that was brought to us by Publicity Nation. So first, we're going to hear a little bit about Publicity Nation, which is their management company, and then we'll hear their latest single, 20 to Life. This episode features an artist from Publicity Nation PR. Publicity Nation PR is a music, entertainment, and lifestyle public relations and artist development agency based in Nashville, Tennessee. They are an industry leader in music and entertainment publicity, artist development, branding, and commercial projects for artists, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and social influencers. Their drive, dedication, and exemplary work ethic leads the way to their client success. For more information, go to publicitynation.com. Again, that is publicitynation.com.
Well, well, first let me mm-hmm. say how politically correct that song is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the Me Too movement, a uh, new theme song. <laughs> but uh, talk again, going back to my favorite word, it seems retro. If that isn't like right out of 75, right. you know, Muscle Shoals, you know, come on. Yeah. With the drums and of, the piano, too. Like, it reminds me of like that, that group of bands, like the, we used to call it Cocaine Country. You know, it's like the West Coast stuff, like Southern Hillman Fury Band and like, uh, right. you know, th- th- those kinds of uh, acts of uh, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band was a wonderful band from the 70s in that vein. Yeah, these guys, they seem well, to have I, I, you know, if this is their, because this is their first this, single, so this right? Is, and this is what I meant to say, and it, I totally had a hiccup, but it's their debut single. So this is right. the only song they have out now. So their so, debut yeah. single, and this is what they choose to sing about. So excellent. Uh, we asked these guys questions. I want to hear what these guys, what they talk yeah. about. You want to get to our question of the week segment? I, I, think, hey. I think we should. All right, so the first question they answered was to tell us a little bit about themselves. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is Aaron Sparling, the lead singer of the Hippies and Cowboys. I'm going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Basically, we're just five dudes from Nashville, Tennessee, who got together during the lockdown and started creating original songs, really, and as well as a lot of cover songs, just as something to do to keep us busy. We started playing a few shows which, of course, shows were very limited during that time, but we persevered and stayed busy. And uh, Scott, the drummer, and I had been doing the whole band thing together for about a year prior to this current lineup, but uh, it all pretty much started during the lockdown, and it's been full steam ahead ever since. Sounds like he's uh, making breakfast while he's... <laughs> Either that or washing dishes or something. Right. Well, <laughs> Hey, multitasking. Gotta get well, it done. I, I, kinda, I guess I like these guys, so what else do we ask them? So we asked them, what are you working on right now? So we've been staying pretty busy. We've uh, literally just got back about 30 minutes ago from Columbus, Ohio. We played two nights up there at a place called Standard Live. Very good shows. Um, so here we are. <clears throat> Just got home doing a little bit of cleanup. My uh, roommate, as well as bass player for the band, is in the background doing dishes. So if you hear any clinking around, that's him back there. And uh, my dogs are running around eating chips, playing ball. So we're all just one big happy family here. Um, so we'll talk about what we've been doing to stay busy. I guess what we're really working on now is promoting our first single, which is called 20 to Life. And uh, it's part of our first full-length record that is going to be out later this summer. And uh, we're working on a music video for 20 to Life currently. We hope to get that released by the end of April or so. Uh, We've also got our next follow-up single being mixed and mastered. And uh, it's called Baby Won't You Stop. It's a nice little soul tune. Uh, which, again, was recorded in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, like the rest of the record was. And uh, we're doing all that while playing five nights a week at various clubs in various states, as well as downtown on Broadway here in Nashville. So He's quite literally doing dishes. Well, you, you were called, right. He's no, doing, I called it. Someone is you doing called dishes, dishes and I called Muscle Shoals. So. Yeah. And I think, that's, uh, I think that's excellent. You know, that's like somebody that has... Given this, uh, the respect and the uh, uh, the credence that it deserves, this whole podcast thing. 
I'm I'm excited to kind of hear more music from them, especially because it seems like they kind of have a couple of different vibes that they're going for with what their album's going to be. So hopefully we can feature more, more music in the future, I think. What's the next question? So we asked them, what other music artists have inspired your music career so far? Definitely a few artists that have inspired us so far, I would have to say, is um, a lot of the soul giants like Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, Aretha Franklin, as well as the rockers like Aerosmith, the Eagles, Tom Petty, um, definitely Leonard Skinner is, is a good one. Uh, we're kind of in that rock and soul vein, the southern rock thing. And um, just been so many greats over the years that we've listened to and known and loved. And uh, I think it's a combination of all of them is what makes our music so great because it's just kind of time-tested sound that um, has worked so well for all these years. So why fix it if it's not broke, you know? Okay. You called yeah. it Leonard Skinner for sure. And how long does this guy do dishes for? <laughs> I don't know. How many dishes that I gotta clean? Uh, I don't know. Well, he's got I... ninety seconds to answer each question, and we've got five questions, so apparently eight minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the next question we ask them is, "What does a successful music career look like to you?" I believe that there's many different levels of success, and it's kind of up to you as a person what success means to you and I guess what it would mean to me is making good songs that people enjoy and um, stuff that people want to listen to forever um, being able to support myself without doing anything outside of music um, and I guess the last thing would be just boils right back down to the songwriting just making good songs and doing things within our musical career that people can connect with and, and get down to, you know. I think now he's putting the dishes away. Probably. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, doing the dishes in the background doesn't distract from what he's saying. About, <laughs> you know, answering. The, it kind of adds to it. It kind of gives a little uh, bit of something. Gives it a little bit of character. Like, where is right. he? What is he doing? Right. You know what I got today? Today I started my... Um, my Invisalign. Oh, how's that going? Oh, hey. So I have this um, these plastic teeth now. So far, I feel like I got something in my mouth. Like it's just bizarre. So hopefully, I well, get and you got to take it out every time you eat, too, right? So, so Carl, I got an idea. So we do we do a in podcast comment about Invisalign, a trademark, by the way. We do, uh, you know, we do your testimonial every episode and then we like hit them up for a sponsorship maybe we can find a little invisalign flourish in the audio library well like that well, well, like a picture every day and then like you know <laughs> no no well we don't have to do a picture every day but every time you say the word invisalign it's like that gleaming uh effervescence uh arpeggio of ring invisalign <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Shoot me now! What do we do? Then, so when Carl smile, that's the sound of Carl smiling. Let's see Carl smile. I'm Carl. Anyway, I think I, I <laughs> we, think we asked the um the cow hippies and cowboys. We asked them one more question, and it is, "What are your thoughts on the discovery process in music today?" Right. Let's see what they have to say about that. I'm curious. My thoughts on the discovery process in music today 
Uh, in my opinion, I think it's a little whack on the discovery process. Um, I feel like a lot of people heavily rely on views and streams and uh, social media to discover people. And in the old days, it was just an A&R guy going to your show and you wowing their faces off and them being so impressed that they want to sign you to a record deal. But nowadays, uh, there's so much you can do with Pro Tools and, and on TikTok to make yourself look so good, when in all reality, you're not as good as what you appear to be. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that trap where they think that you have to be this famous TikTok star or any way, you know, to make it. And and I think that's just kind of twisted and not the way that it should be, but that's just my opinion. I think that um, it should be the other way around. Your talent should shine through more so than, you know, what you see on a computer screen. So it's my opinion. I think it's just a little twisted. And Not for nothing, but how, do we know how old these guys are? I think they're young. Hold on, I'll look look up their ages. Because really the whole quick. thing is like he's right, but how does I, he even know that? But I feel you like know? he like literally plucked himself out of the 1970s, <laughs> right? And put because himself here. that that's what I did. What he's talking about is what <laughs> right. I did. A and R guys came to this club, we, and we wowed them and got a record deal, and you did the schmooze and you know that kind of nonsense. And back in the day. <laughs> It used to be where the tape was just the um, the calling card to get them down to see you live. And basically, it was a live show that sold you. Right. Yeah. If, if, if you could pull it off live, then they knew right. they That's had where they go. So, like, you know, so many times, like, bands they had great tapes or great, you know, demos, and then they get done and they can't cut it. But then there were some factions that, you know, you just heard it. When somebody presented a song that you knew was a hit, you didn't particularly care right, whether that's or not they could Well, you know who that was? I hate to say it. I, I think later they got hit. better. But I saw the Cars, their yeah. first tour, just what I needed, broke, big, huge, like 78. Yes. It kind of, if you ask me, it ushered in new yes. ways, pretty much. Yeah. And then, But yeah. then I went and saw them yeah. live. They were like, you know, yeah. went yeah. from like being like this nobody band to playing like the Garden, you know, within like, you know, six months. And they yeah. just weren't yeah. ready for it. And they just, I, I saw them like Gricker Kasich and, yeah. and Ben Orr and these guys. Elliot Easton. They, yeah, yeah I mean, they were great they, They're all really and, great players, actually. Well, I just they, they didn't just feel weren't like a great live band. Live, it man. didn't work. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it got better as years went on, but that first tour, man, wow. It's like this, yeah. they were headlining and they were getting blown off the stage by like bands like JoJo Gunn. Remember them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these these opening acts were like, you know, blowing them off the stage. Anyway. Uh, you know, the same thing was, uh, I, I had the same reaction to uh, the Romantics. They had a huge record, What I Like About You. Oh, yeah, and, and the drummer sound. They got out right. on tour, and they were boring too. Yeah, well, a lot of these guys back, well, you know, that was also the time when MTV started happening. So right. these people would do these great videos. Right. And their great songs look good. And so they were like getting huge. And then they go on tour and they just couldn't cut it. Bands that seem to have the most longevity are like, like Springsteen, The Stones, Prince, these people who just kill it live. Yeah. You know, those, Michael Jackson was amazing live. You know, like, so I think it still kind of holds. Like being great live is still part of it. And what's funny, hippies and cowboys look like they literally were pulled from the 70s and just landed themselves in a random 2022. Like, they look the part of retro. That makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know what's funny? We'll get a cease and desist from Invisla. Hey, stop. <laughs> stop it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. It's hilarious. Uh, all right. You want to get on out of this episode? Please. Please. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. For all of the links for everything that we talked about, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. (laughs) 